Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Welcome back, y'all. We're throwing the uh, Rosie rooftop across the entire state today. We're broadcasting live for this broadcast from the Tucson Convention Center for the Fall 2022 Home Show for Southern Arizona Home Builders. And if you're waking up in Pima County this morning, there's no doubt fall is in the air. Woke up, left the motel room to walk over to the convention center, and it wasn't even 70 degrees. It was absolutely deliciously gorgeous. We're here at the Saba Home Show to answer attendees' questions about everything having to do with their house, home, castle, or cabin. We're here on the radio to answer you, the Arizona homeowner's phone calls. If you call in, the number is one 767 The home show today opens at 10 o'clock. It just opened. It'll be open until 6 tonight. And we will be doing an onstage presentation at 1.30. So uh, parking's free. Come on down. Parking free. And if you were listening last week or I think the last two weeks and in our newsletter, we were giving away free attendance tickets That's right. to our listeners. If you did not get one, you can get a $3 off coupon uh, on the Daily Star. So pick, pick up today's the, issue, today's issue of Daily Star. If it's delivered to your home or you know, pick it up at a newsstand, there's a $3 off ticket there as well. Very good. Hey, Stephanie called in last hour when we were finishing the conversation about the cork insulation. Let's bring Stephanie into the conversation and see what other questions she might have. Miss Stephanie, good morning. Hi, Rosie. I'm maybe in an echo chamber here. I'm trying to stay away from the radio. My husband's listening. Um, I'm okay, listening okay, good. And, and, and the uh, gentleman made the statement, I live in a house very close to yours, uh, built in the late 70s block. No insulation in the walls whatsoever. So would the cork-based product paint still offer a level of insulation without insulation in the walls? So it absolutely would. Any, you know, any insulation added will add something to it. But you had said something that uh, you said it's a masonry home and there's no insulation. And I think the first step I would take is actually have, uh, there's a company called Thermal Advantage, and inject foam into the open cavities inside the masonry wall. And that foam will fill up the inside and add insulation uh a lot, you know, the cork application goes on not much more than a credit card thick. This foam is going to fill up all of that airspace inside those cavities and is an extremely affordable process to have done. Dennis Rodenberg travels the entire state offering the service. It's called Thermal Advantage, and I would do that. And then if you still felt after living with that for a couple months or, uh, you know, testing it for, how, you know, however long, Needed additional insulation, then look at the cork application for the south and west sides of the walls. And I mean, and you you could do the home if you wanted as well. But if you're just trying to attack one one hot wall, you could add it there as well. Years ago, Stephanie, uh, my house was built in the '60s, and it's a masonry home. We had Dennis out, and I said, Dennis, and we were kind of experimenting to see if, if if this was something we could endorse. I said, Dennis, I tell you what, you bring your equipment out to my house 
and my whole west wall is is masonry. Why don't you come and let me watch what you do, and we'll start thermal imaging the wall from the inside and the outside. And if I'm happy with it, then maybe later we'll come back and do the whole house. Stephanie, he did like 10 feet of my wall, and I said, don't don't even leave. Just finish the whole house. Just do the whole house. And if I had a 60s or 70s vintage masonry home that was not insulated, even if it had the vermiculite granular insulation in it, he can evacuate all that. And when it gets shot. If there's any left. If there's (laughs) any left. When he shoots the block with the foam, you're going to find the house. You're going to be amazed how much cleaner the house stays with dust. It eliminates any spaces for critters and insects to live. You're not going to believe how much quieter the house becomes. And as he's doing it, you can put your hand on the inside of the wall and literally feel the heat dissipate. Uh, I think it's one of the most cost-effective ways in the world to insulate an uninsulated block home. You can find them at rosieonthehouse.com under insulation. The company's called Thermal Advantage. They do work not only, uh, they, they even go out of state, but they do work statewide. So for y'all, I would say start there. The cork exterior insulation may be something you would apply to critical strategic areas of the house, but for a whole masonry home uninsulated, I'd go the Thermal Advantage route. And because it's masonry, I generally try not stick anything on the masonry because <clears throat> even the cork application will have a life that's not as long as the masonry. So it's either going to have to be taken off and reapplied or, or come back and patch later. But on a stucco home where you're constantly painting it anyway, uh, you know, every five, seven, eight years, whatever the case may be, why not do it with a cork outsolation process so now here's a, that would be a, a better application for it um and then yeah. if you've got exposed masonry just i mean you haven't had to do anything to it for 40 years why add something to it that's going to create now maintenance that's true an email just in, uh from a lister and uh, he says rosie i've got mushrooms growing on my stem wall at the bottom of the stucco do i have a moisture problem <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, you have a moisture problem. Anytime you've got mushrooms successfully growing, uh, attached to your home, you have a moisture problem. My couple of things, I it's an email, so I can't ask him any more questions. It's like, is that on a plumb wall? Is that outside of where a shower is? Could there possibly be a leak inside the wall? Uh, when was the last time your house was painted? Stucco is not waterproof. And it must have a coat of exterior acrylic paint on it maintained every seven to ten years. Keep moisture from soaking in your house. When the paint has been sunburned and worn down, the stucco absorbs the water in the rain. It whip weeks it wicks, wicks thank you. <laughs> it wicks down to the bottom of your wall. And on the bottom of the wall is what we call a weep screed. It's a piece of metal that's fastened to your stem wall that holds the one inch of foam and it has little holes in the bottom of it and the moisture does get down there it has a way of leaving your house 
without soaking through the vapor barrier that's theoretic underneath the one inch of foam. So you've got so much moisture wicking out of that weep screed, I would question, at a plumbing wall, when was the last time you had the stucco painted? Any time you have mushrooms growing on your concrete stem wall, you definitely have a moisture problem. Well, he's going to be glad he emailed. <laughs> you know, a picture actually is worth a thousand words. So we, had, we had a second email that came in. And this gentleman took the time. Look at this. He created. Oh, he photo documented the whole question. <laughs> plus he put in wording. That's great. You know, he, and he puts a little arrow and everything. So he has basically a shower uh, shower head that's leaking. Yeah. And so he's concerned. It's been on and off for a long time. Like, is it leaking behind the wall? So to go behind the wall is a little complicated because he has this. All right. He has a cabinet that he's built just on the other side. So in order to get to that, he's going to have to rip that closet or that rip wall. out the tile in the shower neither is a good option and he tried even going underneath and looking under the baseboard uh -huh, he just yeah, look in there like yeah. this uh but he rusted a chunk out so he's documented all that in a picture yeah so now so he's just he's his question is do i just go ahead and have this fixed by a plumber because he can't get apart or and just hope that it's not leaking behind there do, or, we, do we know where in arizona he is does he does, does he include that see. information at all no we don't uh, Given, given you're going to have to destroy that good-looking, really nice linen cabinet behind the shower or destroy the top in the shower, if I were him, I wouldn't do anything until I get a plumber. Plumbers deal with those stuck screws all the time that are corroded in place. There's a half a dozen different tricks involving plumber's torches, in, involving bags of ice, uh, involving CLR, in, involving break-free. Uh, there's, there's lots of times you just break it and you drill through and you get it out of there and then you replace it. So for this homeowner, I would say get a plumber, get on the Rosie on the House website, get a Rosie certified plumber and have them see if they can't dissemble that faucet valve to get it to stop dripping. And I think with an experienced plumber there, they're going to be able to tell whether or not he's got a bigger problem back in the wall or not. Paying the plumber to come out and do that is going to be cheaper than tearing apart that linen cabinet or tearing apart that, that tile. All righty. I'll make sure he gets a clip of, the, of this hour in case he's not listening. Okay. There you go. We're here at the Tucson Convention Center for the Baba Fall. Yes, it's fall. Home show. And we'll be back with more right after this. Home show is open. We are not on uh, the exhibit floor. We are in booth 1510. Uh, we'll be there after the broadcast. I've done the broadcast down there before, but the PA system uh, for this 10 o'clock hour once it's open and they're making announcements, and uh, it, it just becomes a very frustrating listener experience. So we, uh, we're we sitting in the, uh, the office manager, kind of a bird's eye view to the exhibit floor, Susan. Lance are down in the yeah. booth right now. You can see them visiting with people as they come by. It's so fun to, lots of people come up because they are familiar with the show and, and are really anxious to get up close and, and meet you guys. And then some people are like, we just moved to Arizona. And I say, 
as soon as I say I'm not selling anything, they relax and they, they tell <laughs> them who we are, and they're all excited to hear that they can find a place about Arizona homeownership, like the lady you were talking about earlier who'd never even had air conditioning before. Uh, so it's it's just a fun, fun thing, and just to visit with people of, of Tucson. So they're down there getting us started this morning. So we'll be there through 6 o'clock tonight and then again tomorrow. So if you're headed and you didn't get a free ticket that we were, uh, were distributing earlier you can get three dollar off out of the daily star today's edition and i'm sure it's going to be there tomorrow as well got a text from matt that just picked up my fruit trees from the pop-up nursery and was wearing my rosie shirt oh what a, had a lovely conversation there with folks about rosie on the house the contractors we used and just how amazing uh rosie on the house is thanks for being so widespread and so helpful have a great weekend well that's that's heartwarming just to hear people do that and and reach out like that to make the fact recognize that you know what we've been doing for 35 years is making some impact it's pretty heartwarming down there in the booth to have people walk up to you and and tell you how you've helped them over the years and i missed last saturday so thanks for, for all of you for covering one person came up to me and i guess they they follow us on uh, facetime Book, or Facebook, Facebook, the Facebook, that machine, that machine. <laughs> and uh, we posted a, a picture this week sometime mm -hmm. of where I was last weekend. Um, you know, uh, uh, as you know, we had a, a pretty significant off-road vehicle accident that put me in the hospital for a long time. And uh, when I when I did get home after four months in intensive care, I, I could not even walk. Uh, Jennifer and I tried to walk around the block. And I think uh, it was about a quarter of a mile, and it took us about one hour, as I remember the first time. Well, last Thursday, uh, I, with two of my daughters, attempted to climb the tallest mountain in America, in Pretty the continent of the United States. We, we spent the week acclimating and attempting to climb Mount Whitney. And to ascend Mount Whitney, you have to hike 11 miles from your truck and ascend 5,500 feet, and then turn around and walk back. We only had a one-day pass. We couldn't camp. So you had to go 22 miles with 12,000 feet elevation change. And we thought we could do it in about 18 hours. Um, but uh, we did not summit. But if you will look at the Facebook posting, there's a picture of us in front of the mountain. There's a the mountain circled and our high point is circle we got pretty darn close and that was pretty exhilarating coming off that mountain uh, it was 16 hours of hiking virtually non-stop we stopped maybe for 15 or 20 minutes twice in that time because uh, above 12,000 feet my pace so slow we determined uh, we're not gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> sucking for air were you uh, I was I, I was I was at a reduced I had a granny gear I, I wasn't even aware that I had. Uh, so we were at a pretty slow pace. But spending the week with my two girls in Lone Pine, California, two of my four girls, and uh, attempting Mount Whitney, um, I tell you what, that was a pretty special week. After all those hours I spent laying on my back in bed, strapped down, staring at acoustic tile ceilings. And so somebody stopped by the booth and, and asked, they had seen the post? Had, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's off. That's awesome. Well, we're all very thankful you're back. Thanks for all the prayers from everybody. So thank you, really, for all the prayers. There's, there's a whole. There's a hundred reasons I shouldn't even be sitting here right now. It's pretty miraculous. Thank you all.
Now, one that the got off the set of the home show. <laughs> you used to see a lot more uh, water and rain gutter guys at the Saba home show. I don't know if they're right. just already established or we sure what need the case some. may be. But on the home on the front cover of the Daily Star, they do have a rain map of Tucson. And it states you know, monsoon seasons and they're not going to – it's going to miss the below average. Now, if you're new to Arizona, I, that's a little – misleading in my opinion because the monsoon used to be measured by atmospheric pressure and moisture in the air and the dew point <laughs> and now it's just is it calendar you, dates you know june 15th to i think october 15th 1st or, or october yeah, 1st or, i'm i'm not sure the dates I'm, so there can you know it says it's below average but it's comparing calendar dates to you know I mean, if we got a storm tomorrow it, it could knock it way over the average, but because it doesn't fall in their arbitrary set dates, it doesn't count. So It was a lot more fun the whole way. Uh, yeah. You had to measure and, dew points every single day, and it had to be a certain point three days in a row before we called it monsoon. Exactly. <laughs> Which was, you know, much more telltaling than just a calendar date. But it did have a complete map of rainfall throughout, and it's interesting just to see the different Pockets. levels. like. At the International Tucson International Airport, they got 4.6 inches. And just about five miles away at the fairgrounds, they got 9.8. Wow. Wow. And then up at uh, Corona del Orwash on the north side, 2.8 inches. And just not even three miles to the right on Ina, 7.7 inches. Wow. So just those pockets as they come off the mountain. But the most interesting thing, how much rain do you think Mount Lemmon got? Mm. Here it comes. I I don't think anybody would ever get this right. I never would have got (gasps) 32.1 inches of rain in the monsoon. That's correct. Wow. So if they could just keep up the moisture through the winter where it it snow, right, and then it comes (laughs) back down, that'd be the best. That'd be the best. And uh, Tucson is home to, ah, I just drew a blank on his name, Lancaster. Who wrote the book on air yes. water harvesting? We had a great Brad broadcast with him. Brad, thank you. I thank you. A <laughs> Brad Lancaster, just uh, just a couple weeks ago in the urban farm. So come see down at the Tucson Home Show, Tucson Convention Center. Be here till six o'clock. No singing, Rose. One of my favorite all-time bands of ever, Chicago. How could you not love the brass section? It just brings the whole music alive. Love it. Does anybody really know what time it is? It's Rosie on the House time right here across the entire state of Arizona. We're here for you, the Arizona homeowner. You can reach us by dolly one 767 I believe we have a caller in queue right now, Miss. Ellen? Yes. Hi, Let's Rosie. Bring her into the... Hey, good morning. Good morning. I am calling from Tucson. Welcome. And okay. I am going to have my decking around my pool done on Monday. And I have to stay off of it for three to four days. 
And then I was told by my pool company that my pool needs to be re the water needs to be rechanged. And they suggested that they come and do it the following Monday. But I'm having a nervous breakdown because I'm wondering which should come first. Well, Ellen, I'm so glad you called so we could save you from your nervous breakdown. There isn't any reason for you. <laughs> Listen, I want, I want you to be rest assured. The uh, acrylic uh, decking that they're going to be putting around your pool deck will be in fine shape in one week for the other company to get there and recondition your water. I don't know what your pool service company is anticipating doing. Are they planning on draining your pool and filling it and stabilizing it, or are they going to recondition the water that's there? And putting fresh water in, and then they will condition the fresh water. That, that that will be fine to be all done a week after you put this decking down. It, it, will ju it will absolutely just be fine. Now, let that company that's doing the water uh, service next week know, hey, this acrylic decking is only a week old. They may have to throw a mat down or something if they've got equipment they need to drag across it. But any anybody that's that any level of conscientiousness at all ought to be able to protect that with what they need to do. You ought to just be fine. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. That relieves a lot okay. of pressure. All right. Yeah, well, that's that's what we like to do. Take the pressure off the Arizona homeowners. So uh, proceed and uh, and enjoy your, your new uh, restored water in the pool as well as the new deck. It'll, I'm sure it'll sparkle and be a very handsome modification to the backyard. And that process, that's where they bring out a large trailer and they filter all the water that's in the pool and brings you back. You know, if you're out of balance with your chlorine or you can't figure out um, how to keep your chemical balance right, you can filter all the water in your pool. It takes about a day they leave the trailer there and then they come back pick it up and then you've got you know ba basically back this water and you let you start over instead of trying to get this chemical to balance or, that or, chemical or that to this and then you've got the other process of draining the pool completely you know right and i like the new <clears throat> technique where they recycling. yeah it's kind of like doing reverse osmosis to your pool it's really really clean the water we had it done a couple times it's really nice it is a little more expensive but it's also uh water savings you know you're not dumping all that water and starting over so that <clears throat> it's a choice to make not not there's not a ton of companies that do that so you'll have to look around if that's what's important to you but i think a lot of our people that stop and ask us questions and call they're just wanting information from an objective party about products pricing all that kind of stuff and um so that's kind of what we like to do. I did have uh, Romy's uh, comment earlier about the cork paint. Generated a couple. <laughs> it's uh, on one of those topics that just takes off by itself. Yeah, I just keep getting pinged with uh, questions. So David wants to know, he says, I live in a condo with a townhouse configuration. Can I get this thermo treatment from my walls? And we had talked about two things, Romy, so I don't know which one do you think he would be referred to. Well, if it's masonry, you can absolutely get that done i mean in both cases you could get it done but mm -hmm. i would say in a condo situation it's probably not masonry maybe the, the the median wall the common wall which 
really wouldn't have a lot of benefit to insulating the inside of it. Other than sound insulation from your neighbor. Yeah. Ooh, that might be nice. <laughs> that would be but the only reason. What may have caught his attention is you mentioned you saw a condo project where one had burned down and the one right next door to it hadn't because it had the thermal cork outsulation implied. Mm. Maybe that's what he was talking about. His question leaves us needing to ask a couple more questions, but either of those processes could, have. could be could have application absolutely so hey guys applicator uh, that we use right now until uh, android intelligent design has added that as a fourth extension and they do travel uh pretty much statewide for that application and um it like i said it, it for whatever reason the industry has had a really hard time getting off the ground and one of the guys that come here and tried to get it set off and i actually got to see uh, an application done on a home. Well, the guy that was franchising that, I mean, he ended up like having to run back to Mexico, avoiding charges and fraud. Uh -oh. uh -oh. He just wasn't a good guy. Yeah. It sounds like a great product. It, it is. It's just, it's, it's had a hard time getting established. And I was really glad to see Andrew pick that up. We need Very to start good. a gutter project. Uh, we, we have all kinds of companies start gutters. Uh, maybe cork, it's cork. <laughs> um, handyman, 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 any small concrete, a traveling van that goes to all the out, out, outskirts. Well, know. Gary's got another caller on. Okay. Let's see if we can welcome them to the conversation. See if we can help them out. Who do we have? This Gary? is Rick, and he has a sink issue. This is interesting. Rick, go ahead. Hi, I appreciate you taking my call. Um, I have an undermount kitchen sink that uh, when it was installed, it was. Uh, it was glued underneath uh, the sink to the bottom of the, uh, on top of the countertop to uh, underneath the granite uh, countertops. And I've had a couple of plumbers out. I was thinking, didn't really think a whole lot about it, thinking it wouldn't be too big of a deal just to replace the sink. However, they don't want to touch the sink because it's glued to the, uh, the uh, granite countertops underneath, and they're afraid that if they start messing with it, they're going to crack the granite countertop. So I'm trying to figure out who or what I would go about to get that sink uh, uninstalled so i can put in a new one i guess it just depends on how much you want to spend um because you really the the granite fabricators are the only guys that are brave enough to touch something like that because they have the tools for it so you almost need a you do need an experienced granite top guy to come out remove the old sink or if they have to take the countertop off to to do the removal then attach the new one and reset it so it's i mean it is a very good look i think the undermount sink um give him casey at aztec marble yeah and and granite guys don't like to do those projects um but that's that's your best bet is going to someone like an aztec marble so rick you can put them at rosieonthehouse.com under countertops um they they are our marble and granite counter specialist call them and just let them know we talked on air and you're stuck you can't get this uh sink undone uh visit with them about maybe they have a trick or tip or two that they could share with you over the phone or maybe you can guilt them in to coming out and taking a look at it because uh rosie recommended them uh, uh use whatever persuasion you have to to get whatever information you need if i were going to try and tackle it Casey at Aztec Marble and Granite would be the first person I'd call and say, what can I dissolve the glue with? What kind of a saw blade? Uh, I would probably go with a Japanese 
pool saw. They're, they're as thin as a razor blade. And once you get in there between the counter and the top, it actually just pulls back and forth, back and forth. It's like a mini hacksaw. Uh, when I was shown this saw, uh, uh, I, I bought four of them immediately because I thought, wow, there's a million uses I could use for this. Um, uh, uh, wood, Woodcrafter Supply or um, Rock. Rockler. Rockler. Rockler supply parts. Both have it, and they're called Jap. And you can order them on, on Internet Machine, too. Uh, but they're called Japanese pull saws, and they are extremely sharp and extremely thin. And if you could get underneath that countertop and get between the sink and the countertop with just that, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you could probably break it loose. But call Casey. And I would definitely put some kind of support under that sink as well. Yeah, so you got yeah, to yeah, disconnect yeah, 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 all yeah. the plumbing and put something that holds it. Because if you get one side loose, you know, I don't know what that weight and the attachment on the other side, you know, that sink area is the weakest part of your granite countertop because it's only a couple inches from the edge of the countertop to where the sink starts. So you don't want any extra weight that could potentially crack it. So you are cutting it have something underneath supporting it. Great call. So that uh, you can finish getting all the way around without it uh, putting any, any unnecessary weight strength. We talked last hour about uh, how to plan and prepare for a do-it-yourself project. And then this, or our do-it-yourself tip of the week, is uh, preventing a septic system disaster. Now, this is a do-it-yourself project. You would want to do a lot of planning and prep for and probably there probably could be a lot of procrastination in this project <laughs> right here but we'll come back with a few tips if you live with a septic system we'll come back in just a couple minutes and share a couple tips with you on how you could extend the life of that septic system and how you could live with it much happier when we get back right here at rosie on the house was a swimming hole and a fishing pole and the feel of a muddy road between my toes. Home if you get our home calendar for each publication, we send to you the Arizona homeowner just simply by requesting it. Uh, flipping up to October now, first day of October, you've got $50 off qualifying projects from Pella. Durafoam Roofing and Connecticut Water Systems as well all have uh promotional calls to action this month and we're talking about uh septic systems as our weekly to do uh our calendar comes with cash savings yeah i mean all you've got to do is request it we're not going to send you anything else we're going to mail you one calendar for each new year every year they come off the printing press and 2023 will be shortly we'll yeah we that'll be the top focus once we get wrapped up with the Saba Home Show this week. All right. We were talking earlier in the show last hour about uh, the planning and preparation for a do-it-yourself project. In this particular segment, we talk about that do-it-yourself project of the week that homeowners need to kind of focus on. And um, me and my good friend, uh, Tom Riley, who's a trusted renovator, remodeler, architect from the Prescott area, I said, Tom, would you help me go through? We, we can see what pages of our website 
um, you homeowners are going to the most often. So consequently, we can see the web pages and, web and, and information sheets that you go to the least often. So I said, let's look at those least visited pages and see which ones of them really need to be most visited. And he said, well, here's two right away. He says, septic system care and fireplaces. He says, those aren't visited very often, but homeowners need to know them. So let me give you just a couple do's and don'ts if you live with a septic system. The first do on a septic system is do locate the tank and do locate the leach field. A septic system lives by taking everything out of your waste pipes and dumping it into a big cistern. And then the liquid fills that cistern up and the liquid then drains off into a leach pit that goes down into the soil. And the water, the liquids continually rinse through that big cistern tank. So you've got to take care of that system because you certainly don't want that backing up. The first thing you need to know is where are they located? Where's the tank and where's the leach field? Do not plant large trees or oleander hedges anywhere close to that particular area. You are free to plant grass over the top or small shrubs, bushes, whatever, but don't plant anything with an aggressive, mean, evil tree root seeking system. You don't want that anywhere around your leach field. The other thing you don't want to do is uh, don't allow a dripping faucet in your house to drip incessantly because as the cistern drains the fluid into the leach field, that leach field needs dry out periods in between to allow it to extend its life. And anytime you've got leaking, dripping faucets, people don't believe me, but just the drip of your air conditioning condensate can be 15 gallons a day. Uh, so the leak of a faucet could be 50, 60, 70 gallons a day that you're just literally sending down the drain. Don't ever pour cooking grease down a kitchen drain if you're on a septic system. And don't ever use household cleaners down the tank. But we do have a particular product we do recommend. And most municipalities don't want you sending that stuff down anyway. Either, down their system either. Mostly. That's a good point. That's true. Virtually all the water that goes into our cities is then treated and reused uh, for different applications. One of them, you know, watering, of course, is, is one application that we see a lot of it. Uh, it all the water used to create and cool the uh, Palo Verde nuclear power plant is all uh, affluent water from the city drain. So the cleaner it is when the city gets it, the less money they have to spend treating before they re, uh, reintroduce it. And obviously if it's cheaper for the city to do it, then it's cheaper on your water bills as well. And we've been in our house for going About 35 on, years, 35 so. years. And the house was built in the sixties out in the middle of the desert back then. Uh, and it's on a septic system. Uh, and very early on, uh, we moved in that house with six kids and uh, we were, it wasn't long after we were in that house, we were seeking some septic counsel advice. And one of the plumbers uh, that we trust and respect a lot turned you on to a particular product that we've had a really good luck with. That was the first generation. We've recently found another one okay. that I really like. It comes in several formulas. Romy, did you have that up, the name of it? Is... I do. It's, it's called Bio Septic Pro okay. the product. There's a lot of 
products that start with the word bio. So I'll, I'll throw that up on Facebook in a few minutes because it and is exceptional. Biopro.com. Okay. And not only for septic, but they've got applications for, you know, if you've got a septic system on an RV or a camper trailer, um, a boat septic, um, and then they've got a, a regular drain one. But we use the Biopro septic for our uh, septic tank as well. You know, they, they call it the biotics for your plumbing system, and it really is good really stuff. Great. Yep. So we finished well, the show. Note. Finished <laughs> the show in the toilet. Right there. There we Yes, we did it. We're the Saba Home Show at Tucson Convention Center. Open till 6 today and open 10 to 5 tomorrow. If y'all in the area, come on down and introduce us. We're the Saba Home Show, the only home show you can find Rosie on the House in the entire state of Arizona.